jokes and internet cats do. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the podcast Joke Strap. This is Wes Hoffman, and uh, I know some of you who listened to the last episode are like, hey, wait a minute, you said you don't need a special music introduction to your podcast. I remember that. And you're right, I said that, and it's still true, but this time I just happen to have one. Um, That is the band called Feral Friend. Um, It features a lead singer, Tim Marcelino, who's actually a buddy of mine I used to work with. Um, he's moved on to be in a band and that's his band feral friend it's f-e-r-a-l and then if you don't know how to spell friend you probably don't have any um so yeah that's the band check it out and uh thank you tim for allowing me to use that as an intro song um and uh this is the podcast jokestrap and if you don't know the understand name yet of jokestrap it's just to combine the love of two things that i have which is uh, sports and comedy, and came up with the name Jokestrap. And uh, let's see, so let's uh, recap some recent shows that I did first. Uh, So Thursday, August 18th, I was at the Blue Lagoon in Santa Cruz, which is really just a pre-booked open mic. It has like 15 comedians on this bill. Uh, It can seem like a long show sometimes, (laughs) and uh, this was one of those sometimes uh one of the comics actually ran over a little bit so not everyone got the five minutes they were supposed to which really isn't a big deal at all because the audience on this particular day just didn't really seem to care too much um so the comics about the last five comedians that went on last um maybe the last six or seven which included me um we were told that we were only getting four minutes instead of five minutes because this one particular comic went over the light, which, again, no big deal. But it's just a matter of respect in, in the comedy world. you got to respect the light, but sometimes it doesn't always happen. Um, so, yeah, the, the show overall, it was interesting. Um, Travis Denley had a really killer set. Um, Chris, uh, Chris Nasco had a great set. Um, those were probably the two that stood out. Um, and, uh, yeah, so on Saturday, I ended up uh, doing a show at at Red Rock uh, Coffee in Mountain View. Uh, that was a really good show um, uh, put together by a comedian, Kevin Wong. Uh, he produces a show there monthly, and uh, it's upstairs in this uh, coffee coffee house. And uh, he, he packed, like, I'd have to say like 70 people into this room. It was like standing room only for this show, um, which which was amazing. Um, and uh, it, it was just, it was a really awesome show. I mean, I got to hand it to Kevin for the way he uh, promoted it. Um, him and his, uh, his, I guess, co-producer, Wendy, uh, put together this show. And they, they did a really great job with getting people out, getting the word out. Um, they had some creative flyers, which I thought were pretty neat. Um, they like show the comedians as if they were like cups of coffee and they had a, the, the comics names listed on a menu, which I thought was pretty clever. And then it got, gave their like websites or like Twitter handles or something like that. So if, if anybody in the crowd wanted to like get in contact with the comedian or keep in touch with what one of the comics was doing, they had an easy way to go about it. So I thought that was really clever on their, on their part as far as uh, marketing and all that. Um, 
but the show overall was great. Uh, John Hickey uh, opened up the show, um, and then uh, FC Sierra came on, and he totally crushed it. Uh, and then uh, I, w- I was up third. Uh, there was a girl in the audience that uh, snorted like at everything that everyone said. Like she was laughing and she was snorting like the entire time. Uh, according to Kevin, she comes there like every month, so he was familiar with it. But it, even though I knew it was coming by the time it was my turn to take the stage, I it still got it still kind of distracted me a couple times, like because it's one of those things where as a comedian, I think you you always feel proud when you make someone snort. Like that's like the pinnacle. That's like yeah, I made them laugh so hard they snorted. But she just snorted. That's like that was her laugh. <laughs> so it was kind of like okay, like because I, I said so, I said something towards the end of my set that I didn't expect much reaction to, and uh, she snorted at that. So it threw me off just a little bit, and then I forgot like the joke I wanted to use as the closer for this show. And instead of just trying to stumble and find my words and try to find a joke to say at the end, I just said, and I forgot my joke. I I forgot my closer, everybody, so good night. I I just decided to be honest with everybody that was there and just say, hey, I I don't remember what I was going to say. So, so yeah, I I felt kind of bad because at the end of my set, um, instead of putting the mic back into the mic stand, I actually just handed the mic back to Kevin, uh, which, I mean, it's not the biggest problem as a comedian to do i mean it's not that it's not the worst thing but I sh- you should always try to get the mic stand and the microphone back into the original space that they were uh, when you started your set that's kind of like you should be able to work it back by the end of your set so it's there when the host comes back on the stage and and i, d- I did not do that at all so i felt kind of bad um he told me not to worry about it but that but that's kevin i mean he's he, he wouldn't worry over something like that either i don't think um but yeah uh it was a really fun night uh tony g i don't know how to pronounce his last name djamko or diamko i'm not sure if the j is silent but he, he had a monster set he went on after me and then uh closing it out was rudy ortiz who uh who was <laughs> kind enough to mention to the snorting girl that maybe she had a deviated septum and needed to get it checked out um but yeah, a great show overall. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it's always nice to perform in front of a crowd that's there to watch comedy, and that so many of them in a in one room. It was it was really nice. Like, they, it was standing room only because there just wasn't enough seats for everybody. And it was, it was amazing how many people stood through the entire show to watch everybody perform. So, um, Kevin's definitely got a good thing going there. And uh, so, yeah, those were the the last two shows that I did. Um, uh, This Tuesday, tomorrow, um, August 23rd, is the Comedy Night at O'Malley's. Uh, That's going to be a a really fun show we got here. Um, I got some great comedians coming through tomorrow. Uh, You can see Jesus You Better Work come through. If you haven't seen him before, he's uh, (laughs) must-see stand-up right there. Jesus, you better work. Um, we got Griffin Daly coming through. Phil Johnson's going to be there. Vendita Wilson. Cedric Drake. Uh, Pablo Asaguera. Ira Summer. And then the headliner is going to be Chris Nasco. So that's going to be a great great show tomorrow night. Um, I hope a lot 
a lot of people come out. If you're not doing anything, come on out to O'Malley Sports Pub in Mountain View, and that's at 8 p.m. Again, every Tuesday, come on out, enjoy some, enjoy a free comedy show. So um, I'll be emceeing that tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. And uh, let's see, uh, what about the rest of the this past weekend aside from comedy? Uh, Friday, I went to uh, Santa Cruz. Um, I was there Thursday night for comedy, but I came back Friday uh, with my buddy Brian, and we went to a concert um, at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. It was a part of their free concert series that they do, um, and it was Smash Mouth. Yeah, they're still a band. Um, so we... We watched the band Smash Mouth perform. We met up with uh, Brian's dad, and uh, it, it was interesting. I mean, if if Brian had said, hey, Wes, do you want to go see Smash Mouth at the San Jose Event Center? I probably would have been like, even if it's free, I would have been like, no, I don't. But since it was at the boardwalk, and I was like, all right, it's, it's near the beach. Let's go. At least we could take in the scenery, if, even if the show sucks. That was my thought going into it. Um, they actually did a 6.30 concert, and then they did it again at 8.30. Uh, we got there in time for the 6.31, so we watched that. Um, the lead singer's obviously lost a bit of his vocal ability. I mean, it's no surprise over the years you're going to lose some, uh, but it was really weird on the song they have, Walking on the Sun, where he goes, you might as well be walking on the sun. Instead of singing that part, he like said, you might as well be walking on the sun. And we're like, what? What is going on here? Um, <laughs> we thought that was crazy. We thought he was just joking around the first time he said it, but then every time that verse came up, he kept saying it the same way. We're like, I guess he can't hit that particular note anymore or something. I don't know. It was really odd. And then... Uh, when they sang the song All Star, <laughs> it was like, all right, this is the number one hit. This is the song everybody knows. And obviously the band knows that because when that song came on, um, they just held the microphone out to the audience, the crowd, for like more than half the song and let the crowd just sing the song for them. That, I mean, how, how is that? I mean, this concert was free, so it's not a big deal, but I've seen bands that get paid to like, you know, perform. And, and I'm sure Smash Mouth those paid to do this show too, but I mean, I've seen where audience members pay to get into a show and uh, and they're there to see their favorite song perform and all of a sudden the band just lets the audience sing. I don't know if, if crowds really like that that much. Like I think they'd much rather hear the the band they like to actually sing the song. I mean like, oh, I finally get to hear this song live. And then it's like, nope, no, you don't. You're going to listen to yourself. This is karaoke time. It just seems really odd that a lot of bands nowadays are doing that with songs that are well known i mean a few a few words now and then is fine you know like maybe part of the chorus just a little bit but but like a whole verse <laughs> or it, it seems really weird that um they're just like all right we're just gonna let you guys sing it because i mean it's probably they're also probably tired of the song themselves if it's really popular like that they're just like okay we're tired of singing this so we're just gonna let you sing it. I mean, I could, I guess, I could see it both ways. But wouldn't it be weird if, like, a comedian who uh, <laughs> who had been doing a joke for a long time, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he had like enough fans where they knew like certain jokes of his, and he was like started the joke, and then he just held the <laughs> held the mic out to the audience and was like, "All right, you guys, you finished the joke." I don't know. That may that might be interesting. Like. 
I don't know, like one of the jokes I've done for a long time is my uh, slow children joke where I, uh, where if you don't know the joke, it's, um, so I was driving by an elementary school the other day and I saw a sign across the street and said, slow children. I was like, well, what the hell's the school there for anyway? It's supposed to fix that problem. I was so pissed off. I just sped right through the zone. Like, what if I uh, just said like, um, so I was driving by an elementary school today and then I just held out the mic to the audience. <laughs> you guys finish it. Nobody, there may be two people I know actually know that entire joke word for word, but a lot of them butcher it up because they're slow children. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that was, that was Friday. Uh, Saturday during the day, I ended up seeing a movie with Brian. Actually, we went to go see uh, the Sausage Party movie, uh, which is uh, written by Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill, Evan Goldberg, I believe. Um, it was it was as expected. I have to say, like uh, it's what you expect from a Seth Rogen flick. If you've seen his movies before, this is pretty much in line with everything else that he does. Um, it had funny parts. I thought that there was some jokes that they like overdid a little bit or overcooked, I guess you could say. Um, but, but for the most part, it was pretty funny. I gave it like three and a half stars out of five. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's worth seeing, uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the next movie I want to see in the theaters is probably war dogs. Uh, Jonah Hill's also in that movie too, with, uh, Miles Teller. Um, that's probably the, the next one on my list of movies that, I would like to see uh, that are out currently. Um, so let's see. What I wanted to talk about um, in today's episode was actually uh, the um, to go over like acting and compare it with comedy, like and uh, just the differences between the two. I mean, it's obvious that there's some differences that are are completely obvious. A lot of people ask me. Um, how come I haven't done any acting in a while? And it's just a matter of you have to choose, I believe, um, one or the other. You can't really do both at the same time. Um, when, I, when I'm speaking of acting, I'm speaking of like theater work, um, theater acting, because you with when you're in a production, you're going to have rehearsals almost every day, um, except for maybe the weekends. Um, so then you have to rehearse your lines you have to memorize your lines um these are words that are written by someone else they're not your own um and you have to get into character become someone else and uh it i mean it it's a tough thing but it's a lot of fun you also have a a group to support you unless it's a one-man play but uh you have uh people you can rely on to to help you out if you happen to get stuck um on stage, which is terrible. I always hated when I forgot a line and someone had to bail me out, but sometimes it happens. Um, with stand-up comedy, it's it's not like that. I mean, you uh, you write your own stuff, um, and yet sometimes you still forget it. <laughs> um, and then uh, you, you can't rely on other people to bail you out. If you forget your stuff, you have to somehow improvise your way out of it. Um, but I've told also that if you're just honest with the audience too, um, you should just do that. You shouldn't be up there going, Oh, what else? Uh, what else is going on? I do that now and then. And 
I hate it when I do it because I know it's it's not something you're really supposed to do. You're not supposed to. It it kind of tells the audience, hey, I, I'm not sure what I was going to say next, and it's it's just kind of a, a gap filler that doesn't need to be there. Just just talk to the audience, see how they're doing, um, make sure maybe maybe try to riff off an audience member or something like that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so th- there's there's those differences. Um, I do think that the two help each other, though. Like, doing one uh, helps the other one. Um, like, uh, I did acting first, and I think that obviously gave me uh, the comfort level um, to be on stage in front of people before I got into stand-up comedy. Um, I know offstage that I seem uh, really shy and sort of timid to people that I don't know. That's just my, uh, I guess, my character, my persona. Uh, but but through acting and being on stage, um, it gave me the confidence I needed to do stand-up comedy um, as far as the performance aspect of it. Um, but uh, stand-up comedy can also, I think, help you with your acting, especially if you're doing a comedic play. It can help you with your timing, um, it could also help you when the cases of, um, uh, say, uh, one of your co-actors forgets their line. It could help you maybe think fast of something else to, like, improvise and help fill in. I think um, I think they, they go hand-in-hand hand together really nice. But the being able to do both at the same time, I just don't, thi- I just don't think it's possible. Because if you're doing stand-up comedy... Um, you're going to be have, wanting to perform at least, I mean, at least three times a week, I would think, um, three nights a week. And then if you're doing a production, a, a theater production, you're going to be um, rehearsing at least probably four or five times a week. So I don't, I think uh, just overlapping the two at the same time would be a little bit too much, at least for me anyway. I, I don't know of anybody currently that's doing like theater work and stand-up comedy work at the same time. Um do I want to get back into theater acting? Yeah, I I haven't done any for a while. Um, let's see. Some of the productions I was in, I was George Milton in Of Mice and Men, and I was in college, uh, San Jose State. Uh, that's probably the most fun I've ever had in a play production. I mean, obviously, I was, like, one of the lead characters, so it was a lot of fun. Um, I was also in a production called Foresight um, but, uh, that was through the Easily Distracted Theater um, that was also a lot of fun, and um, I was in uh, numerous plays in college, and uh, uh, pretty much after college, um, I, I think I maybe did one other production, and then I haven't really done anything as far as theater acting since. Um, I've stuck mostly to the, the comedy, and uh, but I've had friends that are like, hey, Wes, when are you going to start doing acting again? So it's not that I've completely put it out of my mind, it's just that I felt like the comedy, I had better momentum with it. So I was just sticking with the comedy right now. Um, but who knows? Anything could change. I suppose the momentum could stop and I can just go back into acting or at least auditioning. That's the other thing. I, for stand-up, I, I just kind of go places and, and I'm like, hey, can I get some time? I'm like, sure. I don't need to audition really. Um, I mean, for the... For the weekend shows that you want to get booked on at comedy clubs and stuff, there are auditions and stuff like that. But for like an open mic or something like that, I can just do it. I don't have to audition for it. Um, 
but yeah, it's so th- those are the 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 main differences and uh, the reason why uh, I'm doing comedy now as opposed to acting um, is just because right now it feels like that's what's what's best for me, um, uh, and uh, so I guess that's the end of that. Um, people have asked me like, who do I look up to in terms of comedy and also for acting um so some of my favorite comedians include uh let's see right now uh there are daniel tosh um i also like uh, mike berbiglia uh they're they're two like totally different comedians in terms of style but uh i like them both um and uh favorite actors um well actually my favorite actor is also was a comedian it still is, I guess. Um, Jim Carrey is my all-time favorite. He would be my 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 role model, my role model, my idol uh, person. I'd most like to meet. That would probably it would probably be him. Uh, so Jim Carrey. Um, I also like Matthew Perry. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor, I think, and uh, Paul Giamatti. Um, those guys, uh, I I would say, are my favorite actors. My top four or whatever uh i made a top four list screw five um but yeah those are the the top guys and uh yeah so it's uh it's a kind of um i don't even know where i was gonna go with the next thought there see i lost my train of thought but uh but yeah it's uh Acting and comedy are, are I think, important. I mean, you, I'm not saying every actor has to do stand-up comedy and every stand-up comedian has to do acting, but it does seem that a lot of stand-up comedians do get into acting because they want to uh, have their own sitcoms or, you know, television show or, or like, be in a movie or something. Um, whereas... It's not always the same for the actors. You don't see people start off with acting and then they get into comedy. And usually if they do get into comedy, it's it turns out they're actually not very good at it if they didn't do comedy to begin with. It seems like it goes it goes from comedian to acting more often than acting to comedian. But uh or uh I don't know, basketball player to rapper or <laughs> I mean that happens more often than rapper to basketball player. <laughs> I don't know why I made that analogy, but, um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, the, my thoughts on comedy, uh, stand-up comedy versus compared to uh, acting. Um, so let's see what else. See, I'm not supposed to say that, but I did anyway. Um, so I like turtles. No, I'm quoting YouTube videos now. But um, I think um, that's uh, a big, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go into the next thing. I I ran out of stuff to talk about as far as comedy and and acting go. Um, So currently, um, I'm going to get into some uh, Oakland A's talk here. Uh, currently, the Oakland A's um, are in a bit of a turmoil. 
uh, in the clubhouse apparently because they have um, had an altercation between Billy Butler and Danny Valencia. And Danny Valencia apparently <laughs> gave Billy Butler a concussion. And uh, uh, nobody nobody apparently saw it. Like the manager didn't see it. Uh, the general manager, Billy Bean, didn't see it. Um, so nobody knows exactly what happened. Uh, but they do admit there was a fight. And somehow, <laughs> some way, Danny Valencia gave Billy Butler a concussion. Billy Butler's headed to the seven-day disabled list. And Valencia and Butler both got fined. And uh, Valencia didn't play today, but he's supposed to. Spo- he's supposed to. Supposed to. He's supposed to uh, play uh, tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, apparently the chemistry is not so good there. Um, it could be because Valencia is upset that he got moved to first base or the outfield or whatever after Ryan Healy got called up to play third base and Valencia had been playing there all season. So maybe he just took it out on Butler. But uh, part of me is kind of happy that he did. Uh, I know it's kind of messed up. I shouldn't be happy that somebody gave someone else a concussion. But uh, Billy Butler's making – he was signed for $30 million over the course of three years. And he still has uh, one year left on his contract next year. So he'll be making $10 million. So I was like, well, maybe Valencia is just trying to save the team some money and just knock out Butler because he's definitely not paying – Plane worth $10 million. Maybe Valencia is just trying to help out the A's. But no, it's, it's obviously it was more than that. They asked Valencia to comment on it, and he's just like, I could have handled it better, but he didn't say exactly what it was that he was trying to handle anyway. Um, Butler hasn't commented on it at all. Um, and like I said, none of, the, none of the management saw what actually happened, so they can't say anything about it other than they know there was an altercation. So that's what's going on with the A's right now. Um, They are still not playing very well. Uh, They won a game on Friday uh, against the White Sox, 8-0. Kendall Graveman pitched a complete game shutout, a two-hitter. But then the White Sox ended up winning Saturday and Sunday because Chris Sale was pitching Saturday and Jose Quintana was pitching Sunday. So they lost both those games. And then now the A's have to play the Indians, and so it's not getting any easier for the A's. Uh, the Indians are in first place in the American League Central, so going to be a a tough uh, series there for them. And uh, let's see, uh, as far as the Olympics go, I haven't really been paying much attention to those because, um, well, because I haven't. Uh, one is just the time difference, not knowing when anything's going to be on TV. You look at the TV schedule and it lists like four different s- sports or five different sports, and you kind of like to know the order that the sports are going to be on, but it doesn't really tell you. Um, I, As far as the sports I've caught, I caught some like women's beach volleyball one night. I caught one race that Michael Phelps did for swimming. And that was only because a friend texted me saying, hey, Michael Phelps is about to break a record. And I was like, okay, I'll turn on the TV. But other than that, I haven't really watched any of the Olympics. Um, I I can't say I'm really, like, missing it either. But I don't know. I'm glad that U.S. is doing well. Um, They still have the most medals last time I saw. So go USA. 
way to go. <laughs> As if we didn't have enough to brag about. Uh, so, so yeah, that that's um, pretty much uh, my focus on the sporting world right now. Um, the I do know the men's basketball team. They they won the gold medal as expected. I mean, there's really no surprise there, right? I mean, Kevin Durant led the way in the final game. Um, so way to go. Uh, <laughs> I like how the Warriors are like, oh, our team won the won the gold medal, blah, blah, blah. And like, eh, you had three Warriors in the on the U.S. Olympic team. I would have preferred you guys had won the NBA Finals championship again and not so much the gold medal or at least do both. Come on. <laughs> it's not good enough, guys. No. Um, so Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, they're all gold medal winners now, but Let's see. Hopefully they're not too tired when the regular season starts for basketball. Um, And then football preseason started, and I can't even care less, to be honest. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. I joined a fantasy football league uh, that my buddy uh, started. Uh, He said it was a $20 buy-in. I was like, okay, $20 I'll do. Uh, The draft day is on Labor Day, and... uh, I have no idea, like, who who's playing <laughs> for who. Apparently the Niners have Christian Ponder now. I Someone had to tell me that. I had no idea. Um, but I'm not sure who I'm going to draft yet. I'll probably be online the night before, like, looking at who Yahoo picks to, like, be the top player, and then I'll pick the second one, not the first one, because Yahoo's usually wrong. But... And then a, another buddy was like, oh, I'm going to do a fantasy football league, and it's $50 buy-in. I was like, oh, no way. I barely joined this $20 buy-in one. I'm not going to join a $50 buy-in league. Um, that's too much. Um, I just, I don't know. I just get tired of checking on my team, like, all the time. Like, I'll probably draft really well, and then by the time I'm in week four this season, I'll look at my team again, and I'll be like, oh, Half my team's injured, and I didn't even realize it. I don't know. It, it's I don't even know how much football I'm going to end up watching this season, to be honest. Um, ever since um, last year, I've I've felt like um, I'd much rather go outside and actually play sports than sit down and watch the sports. Unless I'm actually going to the sporting event itself, then you know, of course, I'm going to watch the sports, um, but. I I haven't really sat down and watched TV like a full game on TV. I did watch the A's game in entirely in its in its entirety on TV yesterday on Sunday, but I uh I haven't really sat down and watched sports as often as I used to since I've gotten healthier and more fit and more active. So now I'd just rather go outside and play sports at myself as opposed to just watching them, like I said. Um, Saturday morning, I actually went out and played basketball with some buddies, and we uh, it was weird uh, because uh, <clears throat> I was reaching for the basketball at one point, and um, this other guy was reaching for the ball at the same time, and uh, our heads smacked against each other. Like the right side of my head hit the left side of his head. I got the ball, though, but then I dropped it right away because I was like, uh, what the heck just happened? My head got hit. I was a little worried at first. Um, didn't luckily didn't feel dizzy or anything though. So, uh, I was able to pl- 
play on, so to speak. Um, we played just for like an hour Saturday morning, though. We usually play about an hour and a half, but we cut it short because these other guys wanted to use the basketball court. We ended up, our group of four ended up playing the game of four and game of four and four against their group and uh they beat us but they didn't beat us by much i was kind of impressed that we uh held on as long as we did against them but yeah that that was a lot of fun uh we try to play every saturday morning so looking forward to our next game anyway um that is gonna conclude this episode of joke strap um if you have anything you want to dis- want me to discuss or talk about in a current episode, please do let me know. Um, I wouldn't mind talking about whatever you want me to. And uh, I think next week we're going to try to get a guest on here. Um, so hopefully I'll have that for you sometime early next week. And uh, so, yeah. So, uh, again, uh, our, my next show is tomorrow night, August 23rd. But every Tuesday night... Uh, might as well mark it down. Uh, you can catch me at O'Malley Sports Pub in Mountain View. Uh, we get some great comedians coming through, um, so be sure to check it out. Uh, if you like O'Malley's, uh, like Comedy Night at O'Malley's on Facebook, uh, you'll stay up to date on all the information with that show. And uh, my website is westhoffman.com if you want to check that out as well. Uh, all right, guys. So until next time, bye.